welcome to St. Martin's Church in Gospel Oak on this Sunday, the 14th of June, the first Sunday of Trinity. Our readings today are from Exodus 19, verses 2 to 8, Romans 5, verses 1 to 8, and the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 9, verses 35 to chapter 10, verses 8. the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, here we go again, out of seasonal time and into what we sometimes call ordinary time. We leave behind the vestments of vivid purple, white, gold or red, and we settle into the time of green, trinity or ordinary time. I like to call ordinary time green time because I believe it should be a time for growing spiritually. It should be a time of study, prayer and discussion. It should be a time for a spiritual taking stock, planting, pruning, tending the garden of the soul. It should be a time to think about how we can communicate this amazing story of the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. In our Gospel reading today, Jesus sends the newly appointed disciples out into the surrounding countryside to preach, teach and heal. And he makes it clear that this is not going to be an easy task for them. The more he explains, the more unpleasant the whole thing sounds. He even hints that the mission he is sending them on may not be even successful. They must have felt afraid and wondered if they were up to it. For us, perhaps, the challenges are similar but different. We can be unsure about how to communicate our faith in a way that is not perceived as pushy or presumptuous. We might believe that the possibility of healing and teaching is for someone else, not us. Of course, healing and teaching can be seen in a more broad and nuanced way. Bringing healing to a person or a group of people can be as simple as helping them in a time of need. Teaching does not need to be formal or even spoken. The way you live your life is a teaching example. You do not need to be a spiritual ninja to be a disciple. I like to think and often say that one way of thinking about what God wants for you in your life is to be the most you that you can be. I do not mean this flippantly or tritely. I am not referring to slogans or lines from songs. I do not mean you are worth it or that you are to be the best or even search for the hero inside yourself, although all of these things are laudable in some way. No, I am saying that each and every one of us is totally unique. And when God sees you, he sees that you are, as the psalmist says, fearfully and wonderfully made because he made you. God loves you. You are most precious in his sight. And when God sees you, he sees possibility. He sees all the possibilities of the good things that you can do, the good that you can be. We are now in green time, and it is time to nourish ourselves, to attend to the garden of the soul. Many good people have walked this path of discipleship before us, and during green time, I invite you to walk a little while with the saints and spiritual leaders who have gone before us. We have much that we could learn from them. Each Sunday, I will introduce a person who we will remember in our lectionary in the coming week. This week, it's Evelyn Underhill, who is buried in the churchyard of Hampstead Parish Church. Here's a little bit about her. Evelyn Underhill was born in 1875 and didn't explore religion really until her mid-30s. She explored aspects of faith and religion in the broadest sense, and perhaps her most influential book was Mysticism, published in 1911. Her religious journey brought her back 
1921 to the Church of England, in which she had been baptised and confirmed. From the mid-1920s, she was much sought after as a spiritual director and conducted many retreats. She wrote many books in her life and in 1936 published Worship, which embodied her approach to the mystery of faith. She died on the 15th of June, 1941. Here are two short quotes from Evelyn Lottenderhill that I invite you to think about this week. In the second quote, she refers to man, which we could read as human being. The spiritual life of individuals has to be extended both vertically to God and horizontally to other souls. And the more it grows in both directions, the less merely individual and therefore more truly personal it will become. The spiritual life is not a special career involving abstraction from the world of things. It is a part of every man's life. And until he has realised it, he is not a complete human being, has not entered into possession of all his powers. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.